today we're going to talk about the four traits of the awakened feminine. What does she embody? And when I use the word she, please know, masculine and feminine energies are not gender specific. I use heterosexual language in all my teachings for two main reasons. Number one, for poetic reasons, and number two, for simplicity. In my last episode, I broke down the four traits of the awakened masculine, and now I'm going to do the same with the awakened feminine. As a woman, you will learn what is most important to focus on in your path of embodying your awakened feminine essence. And as a man, you will learn to discern whether a woman embodies her awakened feminine energy or not. My name is Lorin Kren and I am the host of this podcast. It is my mission to help you experience deep intimacy through the power of masculine and feminine polarity. Let's dive in. Let's dive into the first trait here of the awakened feminine. And this might be triggering to hear for some women. I invite you to listen with an open heart. The first trait of the awakened woman is, she doesn't talk bad about men. And neither does she believe into narratives such as, there are no conscious men. All men are cheaters. All men are liars. All men are out of integrity. All men are fill in the gap. While it is true that there is a big gap between awakening and awakened women and awakening and awakened men, this does not mean that there are no conscious men out there. I see and witness them day in and day out in my one-on-one coaching practice and in my men's groups. The level of integrity, depth and power that these men bring to these containers is just incredibly, incredibly powerful and so inspiring to witness. And I wish I could show this to every woman who believes in such narratives. And listen, I understand. It's not easy to not believe in these narratives because you have the generational trauma of the feminine. The feminine has been suppressed for decades and still continues to be suppressed at a more subtle level. And unfortunately, still that suppression is happening also at a physical and and, and more evident level in some places of the world. And you see, because of the generational trauma, there is already a wound most likely in every woman varies in degree with the masculine. But then many women also have a father wound because most fathers have not been initiated into awakened masculinity, into into sacred manhood. And then, of course, most women in this life have experienced very negative, very painful and hurtful experiences in relationship, in their intimate life with men. Because these men have not been initiated. So all these things are adding to these narratives. All these things that are happening, the way a belief works is that subconsciously we're looking for evidence. And every time something points towards that belief, there is a part inside us that goes, ah, see, all men are this, all men are cheaters, all men are liars, all men are out of integrity, right? So we keep feeding that, we keep feeding that story. And guess what we focus on grows. What we focus on is what we're going to see most evidently in our lives. So it's very, very important. The awakened woman has worked through that. And don't get me wrong, there is a huge gap between 
awakened men and awakened women. Men are just now starting to step up and starting to do the deep inner work. Why is that? Because usually when a woman does the deep work, she does so to improve the quality of her life and the depth of her life and relationships. When a man does the work, it's more common that he does it because the pain has become so deep in his life that he can no longer avoid it. So women tend to seek out help or seek out support or do the work sooner and quicker and men tend to do it more of course, that's not black and white. That's not the case for every man. But many men tend to do it when, when shit is hitting rock bottom. That is when it's like, okay, now it becomes a necessity, right? And this is one of the main reasons why there are so many more women who are awakened or doing the work of awakening or are, are awakening than men. Women are also leading the conscious movement. I mean, you can see this in today's world. The number of men who awaken or start doing the work because of an awakening or awakened woman in their life who mirrored through the sacred feminine mirror their wounds and their pains to them is incredibly, incredibly high. So the awakened woman is no longer feeding that narrative that contributes to a wounded relationship with the masculine. This means she is not talking with other women bad about men. She's not saying any generalizations because she knows that what happens is when you have a few or one bad experience with the masculine, a wound starts to get created and then when we experience a subjective our subjective reality now becomes it gets projected onto the entire world so because one two three or our father showed up in a really hurtful painful way this now means the entire masculine or all men and an awakened woman knows that this is not true no matter how painful it was she might still say the facts because this is not about just uh, saying, oh, they're only awakened men, which is not true. There are many men in today's world which are operating out of integrity, but just like there are many women who are operating from a level of our integrity. So she might say, for instance, that many men are not highly awakened, which is true, but there won't be this strong emotional charge to it. This is not about me telling you what you can say or you, what you should say or what you shouldn't say. This is about, if we look even deeper, the emotional charge to it, right? Because when you say that, all men are this, all men are that, look at your energy. Look at what's happening inside your body. This is pointing to the deeper wound. This is pointing to something that requires integration, processing, and requires healing. So when you can say, well, it is true that not many men are highly awakened, but there is no longer this emotional charge with it, then that is completely fine. At the end, it's about energy. It's all about energy. Also, an awakened woman does not feed this narrative because she knows that by no longer feeding this narrative, she is now inviting, she's drawing in a conscious man, a man who lives with integrity, who embodies his awakened masculine energy into her life. And this can be very, very challenging. Because you have to let go of an old part within you that is operating or that is identified with that belief. This might mean perhaps friendships. 
You know, a friendship circle where everyone talks bad about men, where everyone talks in a disrespectful way about the masculine, right? And again, this is about energy. This is about energy. Look at the energy. Look how it's being said and what's happening in your body, the negativity, the pain, whatever it is, right? This means creating a new reality for yourself. And creating a new reality for yourself is never never easy. It requires immense bravery and it requires immense courage. Yet this is a vital part of your awakening. You cannot embody your divine feminine essence while at the same time being stuck in beliefs that all men are bad and continuing to feed these narratives, right? So really, really important. This doesn't mean it's easy. This doesn't mean that you kind of uh, uh, just do a positive affirmation and say, all men are awakened, all men are amazing, all men are this. No, not all men are awakened and not all women are awakened, but it means you're no longer feeding this narrative. So so, so my, my assignment here for you, my invitation is for you, look at where in your life, you through your language, through people, through environments, how are you unconsciously feeding this narrative, right? And when you stop doing that, that's when you naturally open yourself to drawing a conscious man into your life or with your current man to invite him to bring more of his depth and more of his, of his, uh, of his awakened masculine energy. Before we talk about the second trait, what's the overarching theme here? Because by no longer feeding this narrative, what starts to happen as well? you start to cultivate respect for the masculine. And this does not mean respecting a man who shows up in a hurtful way. That's not what I'm referring to. But I'm talking about the natural, beautiful respect and honoring of the awakened masculine. That naturally comes when you no longer feed this narrative. And for an awakened man, one of the core desires for any man, but men who are unconscious will not be able to voice that in a conscious way, right? But an awakening or awakened man, one of his core desires is respect and to be honored. That is that is that is masculine core, that is masculine energy is being honored by you as the feminine. And that's what naturally happens when you no longer feed this narrative. So what is the second trait of the awakened feminine? The second trait is that she prioritizes her oracle, her heart above all things. This is really crucial because it means she's not giving in to the masculine shadow. Obviously, she's not perfect. No woman or man is perfect. But she won't allow the need for validation to override her deeper impulse, the impulse of her oracle, of her heart, that is, for instance, telling her a situation is not safe. She will never trade her heart's safety for validation, approval, and connection with the masculine. An awakened woman is primarily devoted to her oracle and only secondarily to a man. A woman who is in her wounding or trapped in her wounding might be primarily devoted to a man who is not safe, who is not embodying his awakened masculinity or is not doing any, any of the deep work that needs to be done. And only when a man honors, sees and acknowledges your oracle can you actually at a heart level be devoted to him. Now listen to this. When you devote yourself to a man but your heart is not safe with him. This most often comes from a wound. It often is not true love. 
even when your body, your nervous system is telling you that. It is just that your body and nervous system most likely associate conditional love that you might have received from your parents with real love. So, so, so crucial, right? So crucial. A part of your awakening, a big part, one of the most important parts, is that you prioritize your heart safety, your oracle, above all else. Otherwise, what happens? You unconsciously enable and strengthen the masculine shadow. This doesn't mean it's your fault. It's a two-way street because obviously he's projecting his shadow in the example I'm just giving. But if you prioritize your oracle, then the masculine shadow cannot gain power over you. And at the same time, you are expressing, you are, you are offering the gift of your divine feminine mirror. Now, it's not your responsibility and it's out of your control what he does with that. It is entirely up to him. But you have given him the gift of exposing his shadow and it's up to him to do the work or not. Your power is and, and your energetic responsibility in the dance of intimacy, in the dance of feminine polarity, is to embody the impulses of your oracle and of your heart that is constantly giving feedback to the masculine, right? to how he's showing up, where his energy is coming from, to embody that. What he does with that is not your responsibility. That would then come from a wound if you start to take responsibility for that. But remember, you can only be truly devoted to a man if he honors, sees and acknowledges your oracle. If he doesn't, then it most likely there is a lot of wounding taking place here. And embodying your oracle unapologetically or prioritizing your heart safety above all things is not easy. It's really, really challenging because it means having to work through the abandonment wound, the need for validation, the need for connection, whatever it is. It's not easy at all, but it's a huge part of your awakening. And this leads us to the third trait of the awakened feminine. And that is she embodies her dark feminine energy. We can also call this she embodies the wild woman archetype or also refer to Kali, Kali energy within you or Kali as the archetype. Um, and this is not about religion, by the way. This is about the metaphor and symbolism of what Kali, the, the, the Hinduist goddess, embodies. Now, many women are trapped in the maiden archetype. And, and, and to not talk too long about this, because that's for another podcast episode, ultimately, in this context, what I will say is that the maiden archetype can be defined as the maiden archetype is looking for others, society, another man to define what femininity looks like, to define her life, to define her embodiment, to define who she is, her core values, her core principles. To that I say, fuck that. Because embodying your awakened feminine essence doesn't mean you're just light, soft, and sweet all the time. It means you can become as fierce as it gets, if necessary. Now, the key distinction here is I'm not referring to hurtful, disrespectful behavior towards the masculine or anyone else. I'm not referring to screaming, calling other names. That is the projection of your shadow, right? And in my, in my Awakened Feminine program, my next one is, my, I'm hosting my next, my next round on the 8th of October, 2023, this year. 
but I teach it in depth about the how how you know exactly through embodiment practice specific processes how you know the difference between am I am I coming from my shadow or is this coming from my oracle is this coming from my from my from my deepest heart but it's very important to have that key distinction an awakened woman does not allow others to define her feminine essence. She embodies her awakened feminine essence unapologetically. This means she embodies both her light feminine energy, which we can describe as innocence, a sense of allness for life, right? A softness, gentleness, tenderness, right? Nurturing qualities. And then dark feminine energy, which is more protecting, fiercely protecting yourself, protecting your heart's safety, being able to set boundaries, working with your more primal feminine energy, the wild woman within you, who, who protects your innocence, who protects your feminine radiance, who protects the innocence of your heart, ultimately. And so the awakened woman is not looking at society to, de to define her. She goes deep into her heart and allows the truth, the infinite intelligence, to move through her. She allows her medicine to be birthed, right? And she's not looking for others to tell her that's good, that's feminine, that's this, that's that. No, she embodies it unapologetically. Is this easy? No. But if you are listening to this, then you have chosen the hardest path and the hardest path is also the most rewarding path some people have a judgment towards that many people have a judgment towards that both women and men many have a judgment towards your dark feminine kali or wild woman expression because this is where you work you get called crazy this is where women get called or get dismissed or where you get called or oh, you're being crazy you're being this or that right but it's just, it is that deeper expression moving through you that fiercely protects your heart. And when someone calls you crazy, right, many women take that in. They make that personal so that then they disconnect from their dark feminine energy. Not easy, right? But when you disconnect from your dark feminine energy, then you can no longer access this which wants to protect you which allows you to protect your heart, to protect your radiance from the shadows of the world and also specifically from the masculine shadow. And that is their own issue, whether it's a man or a woman or whoever it is, it's their own issue. You can leave it with them. If they don't understand that your darker, fiercer expressions, you setting a boundary and being so devoted to your oracle is part of your highest spiritual nature, then that is their own challenge. That is their own wounding to work through if they need you to be only in your light feminine, right? Because when you embody your dark feminine in a conscious way, you're giving birth to the rise of the feminine through your embodiment, right? What you're doing is not just transforming, you're transforming not the people, the women and the man you're with if he's open to receive it, but you're transforming the entire collective, your entire, the entire feminine collective to rise. And again, there are very specific embodiment practices and processes to be able to do the work to be able to discern whether you're coming from your shadow or you're embodying your oracle. That takes deep and profound work and I'm doing that deep work in my Awakened Feminine programs. Short break. This is for women. 
Do you want to heal your relationship with the masculine? Do you want to embody your awakened feminine essence unapologetically in your intimate life? Do you want to trust and open your heart fully again to the right man, but also know how to protect your heart from getting hurt? Then I invite you to join my Healing Your Relationship with the Masculine program, a four-week immersive program for women starting on the 21st of April. Whether you want to attract a conscious man or become the most conscious woman you can be in your current relationship, this program is for you. Not only will it allow you to heal your relationship with the masculine, you will also learn how to support the masculine without losing yourself in the process from an empowered place and understand men at the deepest level. Click on the show notes to learn more and to save your spot today. Now, what is the fourth trait of the awakened feminine? The fourth trait is she takes responsibility for her shadow. When she is coming from her shadow and she is not perfect, no man or woman is perfect, she will take responsibility. She will apologize. She will, for instance, take responsibility when her shadow lashes out on the masculine. If you're a man listening to this and she didn't come from her oracle, she didn't come from, from, from a deeper impulse in her heart, she came, she lashed out on you from her shadow or anything like that, and she might not be, she's not perfect, she might not realize in that moment, but then she will come to you later and in a really respectful, loving and honoring way express to you that this came from her shadow and that she's sorry and she will take responsibility for that. That's so, so crucial because men also need to feel safe in a relationship. While it is the energetic responsibility of the masculine to create safety in the dance of intimacy, this doesn't mean that men don't need to feel safe. And this is how an awakened woman creates safety and, and allows a man to feel deeply honored. When she comes from her shadow, when she gets for a moment lost in it, she will take responsibility. She will own it. She will apologize. She will express it to him. And this will also allow him to see, okay, when she's coming from her shadow, then she will take responsibility. But when she's coming from her, it will also allow him to have more trust in your oracle because it will create a fundamental level of unsafety when you don't discern or know the discernment between the two and you just label every expression of yours as your divine feminine because that is simply not the truth. Not every expression of yours comes from your awakened feminine essence. So this is really so crucial to, to summarize the four traits. Number one, the awakened feminine doesn't talk bad about men. She has a deep respect for the awakened masculine or for men who are stepping up and doing the work who are awakening. She doesn't feed the narrative of limiting narratives that contribute to a wounded relationship with the masculine and limit her from drawing an awakened or attracting an awakened man into her life or, or inviting, evoking the deepest masculine gifts of the man she is currently with. Trait number two, she prioritizes her oracle, her heart above all things. She doesn't allow the need for validation to override her deeper impulse, the deeper intelligence that moves through her, which is her greatest medicine to the world. Trait number three, she embodies both dark and light feminine energy. She embodies her dark feminine, her Kali, her wild woman expression unapologetically. 
even if it's challenging, even if it means that she risks losing connection, right? And the fourth trait is she takes responsibility for her shadow. She's always working on seeing whether is this coming from my shadow? Is this coming from a truthful heart heart space? my oracle or is this coming from my shadow and when it comes from her shadow she will take responsibility which in turn will create deeper connection and 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 and, and deeper polarity and a deep respect and honoring towards the masculine thank you for being here i'm so honored to have you as an avid listener of the podcasts now if you have gained valuable insights from this episode then i invite you it would mean the world to me if you can share this episode with someone who whom you feel can benefit from this and if you can share this in your stories on social media or with others then of course that would mean the world to me the more people we reach the better the more global impact and awakening can take place also if you have enjoyed this episode or any other episodes that we have on the podcast then i invite you to subscribe to the podcast this will allow you to see every new episode once it comes out once again thank you so much for being here i'm deeply 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 honored to have you here